Hi, Josh. How you doing? Good, Jim. How are you? Good, thanks. So I know your, your focus is on the bills, but uh, I just needed to ask if um, if you've heard from anyone about some uh, about any vacancies that are out there, and is, is being a head coach again still one of your goals? I know nothing about that. Um, and I like as same as I've said in the past, if that's in the cards for me, great. Uh, but I am totally focused and immersed in the preparation for the Buffalo Bills. Thanks, Josh. Yep. Uh, next question, Chris Ryan, followed by Tyler Bronski. Hey, Josh, how are you? Good, Chris. How are you doing? Awesome. Um, when preparing, you know, a game plan, what is the balance that you need to find between kind of dictating what you want to do and, you know, reacting to what you may see from, from the opposition, a dictation versus reaction? Like, how do you kind of find that, that line when you're putting you know, together a game plan? Well, you always, um, you know, you want to try to uh, put together the best plan you can for the, the players you, that are going to be available for you against the scheme you're going to see. Um, understanding you don't ever know exactly what they're going to do on defense. You have a good idea, but you won't ever uh, be able to, you know, guarantee that. <clears throat> so, um, you know, you want to try to uh, put together, um, you know, the best thoughts you can that uh, give you an opportunity to try to be aggressive. And, and I don't necessarily use the word dictate because, you know, like I said, they always get a say, you know, the defense gets a say in what happens too. So we, we can try to do whatever it is we want to do. There's always something that they might be able to do on defense that, that could take that away. Um, and then we have to react accordingly. So no matter what we do, we have to be able to re uh, react, follow our rules and respond to the look uh, that the defense gives us, whether it's a blitz, a coverage, a different front adjustment, uh, whatever that might be. That's why there's so much communication that happens pre-snap in the game of football, because um, regardless of what you thought you were going to get, the other team, you know, could there's so many variables that could change. And that's why we spend so much time talking about, you know, our rules and, and communicating and talking with one another so that we're able to work together on every play once the ball snap. <clears throat> And what stood out to you about the diversity of your running attack um, and the types of you know, different things that Damian, Ramondre, and, and Brandon bring, and how significant do you feel that'll be on Saturday? Well, we always try to, um, you know, we, we, we have a fairly broad, you know, foundation of runs that, we're, um, that we start back in the spring and, um, you know, try to get um, <clears throat> good at multiple things so that we're not, uh, just one dimensional in terms of, you know, being a zone run team or a gap run team or a toss team or whatever. Uh, we try to be able to uh, function in a lot of different areas of the running game and different teams require you to do different things in the scheme um, to try to have success based on the way they play, whether they're a penetrating front or a two gap front or, you know, they play a three, four with two linebackers on the line of scrimmage. Uh, whatever it might be. Uh, and you have to be able to change gears pretty quickly in this league or else, you know, somebody can really kind of checkmate you. So, um, you know, we've tried to do the best we can week to week. It's not always perfect. We certainly make mistakes. Uh, but our running game, I think, for the most part, has been fairly effective. Um, and we know at this time of the year, you know, it doesn't matter what the weather is, doesn't matter who the opponent is, you know, being able to run the football, being able to stop the run, you know, being able to cover kicks. Um, this is a team goal in terms of our overall toughness and physicality uh, is an important part of winning at this time of the year. So 
um, you know, we're hard at work right now trying to put together the best plan we can. And uh, hopefully we have a, a good week of practice and preparation so we can go out there and, and play fast and aggressive on Saturday night. <clears throat> Thanks. Appreciate it. You got it, Chris. Thank you. The next question, Tyler Bronski, followed by Mark Daniels. Hey, Josh, how are you? Good, Tyler. How are you doing? Doing well, thanks. Uh, so I was curious, Max said after his performance on Sunday that he felt personally super embarrassed. And I was curious, what do you think is the attitude he should take after that type of performance? Is that the type of feeling he should have? Or is he being a little too hard on himself? What, what do you think is the right approach um, after performances like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think each person has a right to feel however they feel. Um, you know, to me personally, uh, I'm never embarrassed in, in the effort that our players give. Um, you know, they, they always compete to the end. And, and uh, look, we make mistakes. We're human. Um, we don't always do things perfect. But um, I thought we tried to, to fight back in the game and play as hard as we could to try to win. And Mac had a lot to do with that. So, um, you know, every opportunity that I've had with Mac Jones this year has been an opportunity to learn and improve. Uh, whether we win lose, make a mistake, do something well, have a good practice, have a practice that isn't perfect. Um, you know, just try to use those opportunities to make him better. Um, he does the same thing. He's a very good learner and a, a great listener, and uh, he's adamant about trying to be his best. So that's all we can ask for from our players. I think our group does a great job of trying to improve each week, each day, and uh, we're certainly going to try to do that this week against the best team we've played all year. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yep. My next question, Mark Daniels, followed by Bob Sosi. Hey, Josh. Hope you're doing well. Uh, when, when it comes to Mac, um, you know, throughout this first year, what, what are you most pleased with and just in terms of his development? It just continues to work at everything. Um, you know, I don't think there's one area where I could say, boy, that was the, 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 the biggest area of growth or improvement. Um, I think Mac – Mac takes in a lot of information and um, depending on the player, sometimes you have to maybe address one thing or two things at a time and then that's it. And then kind of go to the next thing. Um, but, you know, Mac is a guy that, you know, if you give him five or six things that we need to try to work on to try to tweak and improve um, he really takes all those things and try, tries to do the best he can with um, the practice time we have and, uh, and what we've asked of him. So um you know, he continues to do that. That is a never ending process with quarterbacks. And we try to do the best we can to improve those areas for him. And uh, he works really hard at trying to get better. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Next question, Bob Sosi, followed by Evan Lazar. Uh, thanks, Stacey. Josh, this is about uh, personnel for the Bills and specifically on the defensive line. A uh, guy whose snap count really increased. Right around the time they played you guys at defensive tackles, Harrison Phillips. I'm just curious to see if you've if you've noticed changes in their defense up front. I mean, he's kind of an under the radar guy, uh, and I know Oliver, and when Lotulele's in there, you know, uh, with uh, the rest of those pieces up front, it's yep. a formidable unit. Yep. Uh, this, uh, I mean, obviously, it's a great defense. Um, you know, Phillips is is a is a <laughs> he's a good football player. Uh, uses great technique. Um, you know, uses his hands, extends well, uh, can get off blocks, sheds, plays with great effort, runs to the football, makes disruptive plays, uh, sneaky, good pass rusher. Um, <clears throat> but this is a this is a group that's got depth. 
um, you know, inside and outside. Um, they've got edge players that can be very disruptive in the pass rush. They've got interior guys that penetrate and create negative plays. I think they're one of the top, they're the top team in the league in terms of tackles for loss that we've played. Um, you know, so this is all, all in all, their front four. And, it, and again, there's about eight or nine of them that, that we, you know, you see on film. Um, their front four is very disruptive. And so they can create problems for you without pressure, uh, which, you know, if you fall behind the, the sticks on this team, um, you, you, you can start playing the game, you know, the wrong direction. So um, we know that their front is uh, obviously a huge challenge for us. Uh, we're going to need to do a good job in the running game of denying penetration uh, and trying to keep the line of scrimmage clean so we can get the backs into the defense. Uh, and then we got to do a great job in pass protection and using our hands, um, you know, and keeping them out of the middle of the pocket. So uh, big challenge for us. And I'd say the big challenge for our players is just, you know, whenever you play a team with this much depth is, is studying all the different skill sets that you're going to see. And so this isn't a team that you're only going to see one guy at left end, you know, so, or one guy at nose, you know, you're going to see multiple bodies in there at different times and different downs uh, as well. So our players are going to have to be familiar with a lot of different defensive linemen because they're going to have to block a lot of them. <clears throat> all right. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. Our next question, Evan Lazar, followed by Andrew Callahan. Hey, Josh, uh, I wanted to ask you about the weather on Saturday, and, and it's supposed to be single digits, it looks like, in Buffalo, and just how that changes your preparation. And uh, also, secondly, if you did have to open up the passing game uh, on Saturday with that kind of conditions, your comfort level um, with doing that. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, the temperature will be what it will be. Um, we've certainly played and practiced in cold weather. Um, you know, maybe haven't practiced in that type of weather yet this year, but, you know, I'd say, you know, it's been below, uh, it's been below 20 degrees at times. So, um, you know, you just, it is what it is. You got to dress appropriately for it and then go out there and coach and play. And, uh, you know, I don't think the temperature really has much to do with the passing game. Um, that would, that would certainly be more, uh, relative to precipitation and wind, uh, than it would the the degree um, that we're that we're dealing with. So, um, uh, you know, it's just more of a mental thing than anything else. Uh, our guys are used to practicing and playing in whatever the conditions are up here in New England, and we're going to be ready to go. Whatever the whatever the uh, the good Lord has for us on Saturday night, we'll be ready to go. And again, like I said, we'll we we'll try to do the best things we can to help us win the game. <clears throat> do you game plan differently for that type of weather or is it just kind of, you know, you game plan the same way and see what you get? You're talking about for the temperature? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's, like I said, I don't think that's really a big deal. Um, you know, I mean, throwing the ball or running it in the cold. I mean, you know, either way it is what it is. I think the other stuff has more to do with whether or not it's difficult to throw the ball wind or rain or, you know, heavy, heavy snow. So, um, you know, we'll have contingency plans ready just in case something would change at the last second because we know where we're going. You know, Buffalo sometimes has a – it's kind of like New England. The weather can change quick there. So um, we'll be ready to deal with it the way we need to. Um, but um, don't expect – you know, we do, I wouldn't expect this to change radically if the temperature is the only thing we're dealing with. <clears throat> All right, thank you. Mm -hmm. Two final questions, Andrew Calhan and Matt Latour. Hey, Josh, it's good to see you. Um, I wanted to ask you specifically about throwing the ball against Buffalo, and I know that's only half of the offense, and you guys have won most of these games since Sean McDermott took over. But just 
specifically, it, it shocked me when you only had four passing touchdowns since he got to Buffalo. And I'm wondering just if you could describe what makes passing against them unusually difficult relative to other teams, you know, you've seen almost as much as them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say there's a lot of factors in that. Uh, number one, they're really well coached. Um, I think Sean and Leslie have done a tremendous job ever since they've gotten there. Uh, it's a huge challenge to diagnose what they're doing defensively. They have two really, really good safeties um, who are, I mean, this is, you know, they're very smart. Uh, they understand the difference in terms of disguise. They're in sync always with the rest of the unit. Um, they hide their intentions and they're very disciplined. And so whenever somebody's supposed to defend the deep part of the field, that's what they're doing. And it's not, it, there's very few snaps where you can find somebody behind them where they don't force the ball to be thrown in front of them. Um, when you get down to the red area, you know, they do a really good job of mixing, um, you know, a couple different coverage families down there. Uh, once again, trying to hide their intentions from you a little bit but they do a good job of forcing you to throw the ball in front and then they try to rally and tackle and they have a lot of eyes on the ball. So um, this is a really good zone football team that has uh, increased their man-to-man percentage as well and plays really well and and physical when they play man coverage. Um, And they have the ability to mix in pressures as well. And those safeties that I just talked about are two of the bigger blitzers. So um, just a, like I said, it, they, they don't have a bunch of uh, mistakes in coverage. They're almost always in unison, and they play together very well. And you can find some places to throw the ball, but not generally behind them. And so uh, you got to work for it. They make you earn it in the red zone. That's why they've been one of the best red zone defenses for a long time, is they don't give up a bunch of easy touchdowns from the high red zone or the fringe. Uh, they make you drive the ball, convert first downs, get into the low red zone, and then they try to keep you out when you get inside the five. So. Um, it's a big challenge. Uh, like I said, I have a tremendous amount of respect for this staff and this group of players. Um, it's always a huge uh, burden uh, to try to figure out how we can get that done. And uh, we're going to be hard at work the next few days trying to get that, trying to crack the code. Got it. Really appreciate it, Josh. Yep. Thanks, Andrew. Last question, Matt Bittor. Hey, Josh, as someone who's been involved in coaching search processes before, how difficult is it for coordinators and assistant coaches when you when you have a job to do during the playoffs to also try to put yourself in a position that you're prepared for in, in an interview? And, and is that is is sort of the timetable and the structure that these things happen on in a lot of ways difficult for the assistant coaches, but in some ways not advantageous for for the teams either who, who don't aren't, aren't seeing maybe a, a coach at hundred percent prepared in, in that, in that situation. Is, is that a, uh, is that as a whole, a difficult, a difficult thing for, for everybody involved? I, I, I wouldn't be able to speak for anybody else. I could speak for myself in terms sure. of what I've done. And um, to me, the, the only thing I've ever done is focus on the team that we're getting ready to play. Um, you know, my father taught me well to focus on where my feet are and that's where my feet are at. So um, you know, to me, the, that whole situation kind of takes care of itself, depending on what the team is and what they're looking for. Um, they could look for some big presentation from you or some bit, bunch of big lists or what have you. Um, uh, I've kind of just focused on myself and being who I am uh, and not trying to do anything outside of uh, who I am or what I know to impress anybody, um, figuring that if that's going to be the way it'll work out, then it'll work out. So, 
um, you know, the time of the year is, is always, it's a, it's different. Um, you know, it's not an easy situation for anybody involved in those things, but I think the best thing you can do um, if you're, if you're involved in a playoff team, like we are is put 100% of your energy and effort into getting ready for the team. You're getting ready to play and whatever happens outside of that. Um, like I said, the good Lord will take care of that. <clears throat> Are there people behind the scenes, the people who you trust, your agent, somebody else that can that can do some of the background work or some of the things to 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 track down, so you don't have, so that you can be in a better position, but at the same time focused on who you're playing? I'm sure that that happens. Um, like I, as I said, I'm I'm not really, I never get involved in that, uh, you know, and and I'm very content with uh, my focus being strictly and completely on the bills. Good. Thank you. You got it, Matt. Thank you.